0: Nice. Billy is ready. So that means we're all ready. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. So glad to have you guys here each each week or every other week or how often you, you frequent. Um, <laughs> All depends, it all depends every other. man, God is doing a lot. I keep saying that recently, you know it's like God is just you know it's the, the typical thing to say God is on the move, God is at work, um, but it's amazing how when you set your set your sights on God, you you set your eyes on him. It's amazing how um, all of a sudden God's doing more. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> You know, it gives you it gives you the impression that oh maybe God's been doing something all along and I just kind of like I, you know it's like uh, I just tuned in. It's like when people start recommending like hey have you seen this show? Have you seen this? It's like three seasons in. You're like no. Like i got to guess I got to Netflix this bad boy or something and catch up for like, you know when I have all this time to watch uh, four seasons of a show just to catch up and be like okay so where did we leave off? And nothing worse than uh, social media spoilers as well. So. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, but uh, today, today, yes, Um, it's kind of funny. Last night, I just had this. I I feel like Pastor Dick has said this before, where you know, it's like you kind of prepare for teaching. You prepare, you know, just like you're digging into the Word, and the Lord is speaking to you, and and then like just at the last minute, it's like it's like we're gonna take a turn here. That doesn't go anywhere near what you actually were going to do. Um, so if, if I had papers, I'd do, I'd do the Pastor Dick thing where I'd throw the papers in the air and just start speaking, but I have a laptop and I don't want to break it. Uh, so I don't have papers to throw. So I'm throwing proverbial papers in the air. Um, but just some quick notes. So today I titled this message, uh, Check Your Heart. And something the Lord has been speaking to me about... Uh, recently, very, uh, very intentionally, I would say in my prayer time and uh, the things that I've been uh, putting my, putting my hand to, is um, really, really taking care of my heart. And it's funny how, in the physical sense, you know, we think of the, the chambers, these, these chambers that we got here behind this rib cage, right? And um, it's amazing how, in the physical, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens also in the in the spirit realm. And, uh, you know, the Bible spends a great deal of time uh, focusing upon our heart condition, both the Old and the New Testament, before, you know, Jesus is manifest on the scene and, and well after. Um, in fact, there, there are actually over, just about over 700 verses in the Bible about the heart. So big, big topic that you can find... Scattered, sprinkled in the scriptures somewhere about about the heart, and now the biblical focus on the heart isn't necessarily the same as a, as a doctor's focus on the heart you know they uh, they check for you know murmurs and uh, you know leaking leaking valves or fluid or there's all sorts of all sorts of medical um, terminology where you know it's the physical examination of the of the heart but um you know, it's interesting how they do like stress tests. If you're old enough, you have a stress test or whatever, you know. Like, I haven't had to do one yet. I'm just like, am I stressed? Yes. No. Okay. Keep, keep living. Um, but when the Bible speaks about the heart in, in these over 700 verses, it's, it's virtually nothing about the muscle in your chest uh, that may or may not be pumping well. Uh, in the Bible, the heart is the governing center of yourself. Your innermost desires, your motives, your thoughts, where worship goes. It's, it's the source of the inner life. Um, the Bible often uses uh, the heart to be a description of, of what you are like. Like your real, real person, like who you really are. Um, you know, who you are at your core. Uh, we can read verses, uh, like, uh, I don't have this up on the screens here, but, um, well, before I do this, I, 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 in prepping for this, most of kind of where my thought, my train of thought went to was um, the story of King Saul and, and King David. I was reading in the Old Testament in First Samuel where there's the story about Israel's first real king, See, Israel was ruled by judges, they had oversight over the land, over the people, but eventually the people of God were like, hey, we want a king, we want, we want to do everything like everyone around us, Lord, we don't want to do it your way, we, we want to have rulership like the, like the, the camps and the, and the people that surround us, and the Lord's like, well, okay, we'll, we'll see how that works for everyone. That's my paraphrase of First uh, Samuel 1, 10 through 16. Um, but here's what it said in 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says, but the Lord said to Samuel, who is the prophet who anointed King Saul initially, the Lord said to him this, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. I'm speaking to Saul. The Lord doesn't see things... The way you see them, the Lord doesn't see things the way you see them. People, that's us, judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. You know, the Bible gives counsel in this area, just like the uh, the cool slide that we got up today. The guard your heart; everything you do flows from it. That's from. Uh, Proverbs 4:23. Um, I actually liked how the New Living Translation um, put it. If I should have should have bookmarked this guy. Uh, Proverbs 4:23, out of the New Living Translation, says, "Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life." That's pretty important, huh? What's the course of your life look like today? could speak to a a lot of where the heart has been historically in your life. What has your heart been focused on? What has your heart been set upon? You know, Jesus, um, it's interesting, Jesus, uh, and I think I've said this a lot recently, but the fact that... um, you know, Jesus talks about the heart so much, and um, I don't know, let's just go through uh, some of these, Matthew, Matthew 12, uh, verse 34, I think I had that somewhere in there, yes, you brood of snakes, what a good intro to a, a scripture, huh? <laughs> Talking to the Pharisees, Jesus talking to the religious leaders, the people who are super religious and were trying to do the full law and obeying the laws of God and the commandments. And, and, and he's like, you brood of snakes, how could evil men like you speak what is good and right for whatever is in your heart determines what you say? The need to have a clean heart, a pure heart, is is above all things so important. Jesus and the Beatitudes, uh, you know, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We want to we be able to see God, right? We want to know him uh, personally. Um, that's where the shake-up happens. Um, you know, it's interesting. We... Uh, you know, uh, myself and, and Pastor Dick and Martha and Katrina went out to Arizona back in February. And uh, we were out there for a vineyard conference. It was, it, you know, it was pretty impacting for us. Um, came away with a lot of, you know, just it was like we went for a specific reason, but the Holy Spirit was genuinely speaking to us. And I think one of the main things that um, the Lord did in my, my life in that, in that time was speaking to me about the condition of my heart. You know the things that I wanted to proceed with, the desires, the the plans that I had for my life, the the vision that I have, the the calling of God on my life, the all the all the hopes and dreams, right? All the things that could possibly be. And the one thing the Lord really started pressing upon me was the condition of my heart. Was was my soul? Was my what? What am I inundating myself with on a day to day basis? Like what do my What do my daily habits look like? What do do my daily disciplines look like? Because I can have this idea of what life should look like or what uh, things that I want to accomplish. But even just as we've read even in a few scriptures, you know, this idea of the condition of your heart. Like whatever your heart is set upon will direct your life. It, It will be the thing where if like you've got a navigation system and it's like here's the directions whatever your heart is set upon like you're going to end up at the desired location and a lot of us ask like how did i get here <laughs> right how many times has anyone said that in their life how did i end up in this place like what in the world like did i just take a left turn like a few turns too early like what what happened like where did where did i learn this where in my heart did i start to set my desires and my motives upon uh, certain things, and one thing I realized was that part of that is uh, this idea of guarding the heart, for it d- directs the course of your life. Uh, some translations say, you know, from it flows all life. It f- there, there's, there's this word of flowing, that life flows from your heart. So that's why it's so important to guard your heart. And even as Dick was talking about his his vision earlier about the the streams, the rivers merging, it's like the the scriptures are always clear about you know where the river flows there is life where is the river flowing in your life and for me i know i ended up in a place where i actually had to um as busy as i am and as as life just comes at you from many different angles you know you you can say oh, i i wasn't expecting that i didn't i didn't know life was just going to happen <laughs> you know right like i didn't i didn't know life was just going to like sneak up on me <laughs> and i came to a place where i actually had to say like it's okay not to be okay it's like starting from a place of realizing like i am in need <laughs> i have a need and I find that when we're trying to correct the course of our life, when we're trying to set different patterns or trying to work things out, it's like we don't actually start at the very core of what needs to be handled and what needs to be addressed where it's the matters of the heart. And for me, it gave language to, oh, Lord, I think that's like, that's the thing you've been saying, like in a, in a way that I can understand, <laughs> you know, it's okay not to be okay. And for a long time, I thought as a father, as a husband, um, I had to have it figured out. I, I actually didn't get a day off from not being, from being OK. I say that right? <laughs> like, I'm not okay saying that. Um, but as moms, as dads, I mean, you get it. Like if, if you have any children, you you get it. You're like, yeah, today's the day, uh, no, I, I have to be okay, right? I have to be okay for my kids. I, I have to be okay for my friends. I have to be okay for my family is depending on me. I mean, how many of you have been there for a family member that's struggling and you're like, man, I can't have a down day right now? And I just sense the Lord's goodness in this place right now because I feel like that's why I think it was just a, a matter of kind of discarding what I had because. I sense there's more of a need for ministry in this place for people who need to be able to have the freedom to say, I'm not okay. It's okay to say, I'm not okay. Because the Lord is after our hearts. He doesn't judge us like others would because we're so worried about what people will think. What what is someone going to say? What if they know that this is going on in my life? And you know what? The Lord's like, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? We need to get our hearts right with God. Like, that's what my heart is for even people in this place who don't know the Lord, who don't know Jesus in a very personal way. Because Jesus is the only one who can take an, a heart that is, has propensity towards evil, towards, towards evil motives and desires. And, and it's funny, when I came to faith in Christ, I always thought, you know, my mom, uh, trying, I'd say trying to raise me as a Christian. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I ended up here, I suppose. So, you know, success. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but you know I had my years of drug use and dealing drugs and like I mean I can think of people I led astray <laughs> it's like oh pains me because I thought it was all about if I was a good or bad person well I'm not doing a, d- doing so many bad things <laughs> you know when people say like oh that person he's really a good person he really is a good but he just needs a chance like that's one more. <laughs> but what I didn't realize, I was reading a book by N.T. Wright. I believe it was the, um, what's the belief, After You Believe. N.T. Wright makes this really quick statement. He's a uh, New Testament theologian, super smart guy, like way smarter than like, I'll ever comprehend. But he made this one brief statement in this book I was reading about the Christian faith, like what happens after you believe, after you're really trusting in Christ for your life and really making him Lord and King. And he makes a statement, he goes, people are always so worried about whether they're good or bad, they're raising good or bad children, you know, like, be good, you know, how many, you don't have to tell your children to be bad, right? Who's had to tell their children to be, hey, you'd be more bad, be badder, you know, you don't, you don't have to, right? You have to tell them to be good, it's, it's human nature, it's the fall of man, and what we need to do as parents, we correct them, but anyways... He says it's not an issue of if you are good or bad. In the Christian life, it's not about being a better person. I'm just going to church to be a better person. He says it's a matter of if you are dead or alive. The issues of the heart go so deep that it's not about am I I a good person. It's like, no, are you dead inside? Because if you are dead inside, it means you don't have a savior. And if you don't have a savior, you have no hope. And if you have no hope, that's what leads down a road of of, um, resentment and bitterness. And and the people you interact with, things go south very quickly. But the good news is that there is hope. There is a savior. His name is Jesus Christ. He died upon a cross 2,000 years ago because he loves you so much. And for his own glory, he took nails in his hands and in his feet, and he died a sinner's death that he did not deserve. And it's this very thing that leads us to a place of realizing, wow, my heart must be really messed up if God himself had to humble himself to come and make himself known in such a way that his love would be displayed for all mankind. And I remember when I was at such a place both when I came to know the Lord and even just recently. Because how many of you know you are constantly being saved? You weren't just saved at the moment you said, Jesus, I need you. You are saved every day. Because he's after your heart. Because our hearts are always, it's, it's, a, it's a battle. It's a tug. He's like, I have given you this new life. I've given you new creation. I've given you this new body. I've, I've you know, placed my spirit within you. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like the Israelites, they wanted the, you know, like, we want what everyone else has, God, we don't want to do it your way, and it's like, okay, and they bore the fruit of that decision of wanting to do it their own way, and they got a king who was terrible because they judged him by the outward appearance and not because of what was going on inside. In this issue of dead or alive, so I just, so two things, it's, I feel like the Lord is in this place. There, there is an anointing for healing today. You know, it's funny. We just um, mental health awareness week. I didn't even know there was such a thing. Just had it, and I just sense the Lord has people in this place who are saying to themselves, "Eric, that's me." Like I haven't been okay, and it's been tough to actually. Like I don't even care if it's Pastor Dick, like. You know, because people look, people like, oh, Pastor Dick, he's the pastor. Like, you know what? He's not okay sometimes. And he should have the freedom to say to someone, I'm not okay. (laughs) Martha will set it straight. (laughs) But this idea of like, you know, it's okay not to be okay. Because God's after our hearts. He he wants us to not be so focused on idols and things. It's so easy to, um, you know, just give ourselves to something that isn't isn't the Lord. But he's giving us an opportunity to come to him, to make things right, to give us a clean heart, to give us that clean slate, to come to him and, and that we know, like, he's forgiven us. He already took that penalty. He paid the price. He became a curse for us that we would not be cursed. So I just want to open this time for some ministry where if that's you today, if you're saying, Eric, like, I'm not okay, I'm going to ask you to stand. And I know that may be a tough thing, but I really think that it's important that we get to pray and really get to speak out over this because we could do just the, hey, come up and whatever, but, um, you know, just having the ability to get before the Lord and say, God, I need you. I need you today, and if, even if you want to come up and get prayer, that's fine too. I mean, I'm not gonna, you know, be so, you know, hard about it. But, um, you know, just want to pray pray with people today that know, like, man, like God is after my heart. And the other thing would be just if you don't know Jesus today, if you've been coming to this church and you're like, hey, I thought I was a Christian just because I came here regularly. I don't want to assume that. I don't want to assume that that you're living in a place where you're questioning if Jesus is Lord or Savior. I don't, I don't want to leave this place not having given the opportunity to say that Jesus is knocking at the door. He is knocking at the door. He wants to make your heart new. That's his, that's his promise to us in the book of Ezekiel, that he will give us a heart of flesh to remove the heart of stone. That is his desire, is that his people would know him, that his word would be written on our heart, that we would not sin against him. So I'm just going to pray. And if that's you, whether or not you want to stand or you want to come forward, that's fine. But I, I just really feel like God is, he is in this place today.